Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of The Articulate Fly, and we're back with the first chocolate factory of 2024 with Blaine Chocolate. Blaine, how you doing? Good, man. How are you doing? As always, just uh, trying to stay out of trouble and, uh, you know, big news at the end of 2023 and uh, 2024 is going to be a big year for the chocolate factory. It absolutely is, man. It's uh, the dream come true. Super excited about this. Um, you know, it's really 30 plus years in the making. Um, you know, we, as everybody knows now, finally launched the chocolate factory. Um, I had an opportunity to to be in full control over my brand and my flies and, and you know, work directly with uh, my tires. And it's uh, something I've always wanted. And it's, um, you know, it's a big part of my life is always, always seeing fish and how they react positively and negatively what you throw at them and, and understanding fish behavior. I, I get to, to be able to design flies for all these years, 30 plus years. I've always, my dream was, even though I've had flies out on the market um, with different companies, my dream was always for people that purchase my flies for them to see what I get to see and actually get to fish my flies. And that's finally going to happen. Um, couldn't be more excited about it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I know how important it's been for you. I mean, because you spend hundreds of days a year on the water and, um, you know, your flies are involved to tie to be able to bring that to, I hate to say the average fly fishing angler, but, you know, basically the consumer is a really big deal. It's a huge deal, man. Um, and that is, I mean, that's kind of going back to a little bit of what I was uh, talking about here is um, it's, people really don't understand what goes into to really understanding behavior because I've been a guide for 30 plus years and traveling and, and seeing all types of different fish and fisheries. Um, that's, that's invaluable. You cannot, you can't reproduce that without blood, sweat and tears and being on the water and taking your beatings and whatnot. And, and that's how I've been able to design these flies all these years by being on the water, um, sweating, freezing to death, getting soaked. By cold rain or, or being out in the snow. I mean, it or ice actually. Been in a lot of ice storms while I've been fishing as well. And and there's been days where I'm, you know, bailing the boat, a drift boat or whatever, and and trying to keep that thing from sinking. And uh, you know, just you cannot, you can't make up for that. And there's no, there's no hiding it. And there, you you can't fake it. And to be able to have the quality flies I've always wanted, and having the trust, and Someone that I can, I know I can rely on and to make sure that, that what I believe in and what my mind's eye sees and in, in my designs come to fruition. It, it only comes from doing it the right way and doing it on the water and working with someone that understands that and has done it as well. That's, that's the only way you can truly make it happen. And, um, that's what the chocolate factory is all about. And, you know, it's, it's taken me 30 years to get to this point, but, um, I think it's, going to be worth it in the end and you know i'm kind of getting on the backside of my career now and um it, it it's one of those things that i believe that all this hard work and sacrifices there's been plenty of that over the years and disappointments and and whatnot but be able to finally have this happen um and that's why you're seeing what you see in the next months and years leading into this uh or, or moving forward you're going to see that the care and the attention to detail because 
I believe when, when you have that opportunity to put a fly in front of a fish of a lifetime, you want to make sure that everything has already been taken care of. And that was my job by being on the water all these years, you know, and being able to relay that to my tires and having meetings sometimes twice a day. Um, and, and just making sure that we go back and forth with my designs and my samples that I receive and, you know, tweak this, this isn't right. Um, and then it goes back to choosing the materials, the hooks that we're using. I'm partnering with A-Rex, which is a huge deal to me too. And, you know, just making sure we have the best quality hooks that we can use. That's, that's a, and obviously the materials too. And, um, as we all know from the past couple of years, it's been not an easy thing to get the right materials and, you know, production and the whole, everything has been kind of, uh, up in the air and you know, for us to be able to pull this off I'm, I could not be more excited man I really can and we, I'm sure we'll be talking about this as we, we move forward with some of these podcasts but I just wanted everybody to know it really goes into this chocolate factory and and why it's so important to me and what you're going to see moving forward what you've seen in the first launches of, of this these flies are going to be better than I can make them if not as good they're going to be better and the first flies that hit the market so far are the jerk changers, and they are. I mean, when you see them and you f- feel them and you fish them, you're going to know that why I've been talking about it like this and why I've originally called these flies game changers. You know, and it's interesting too because I kind of, you know, as we're talking, you and I have talked multiple times and I've had this conversation with other people too that, you know, you don't have to be on the water to be a good fly tire but you have to be on the water to be a good fly designer because the whole purpose of that is solving fishing problems. Oh, hundred percent. Uh, there's a lot of excellent, um, custom tires out there that's doing my flies and they're doing a great job at it. And, uh, not taking anything away from them. They, uh, they've been doing it for years and, uh, that's kind of the way I wanted this to be is, but these be directly me and in my flies and, and, my dream and it does take that it takes it takes that knowledge and it takes someone that put it you know like i said earlier blood sweat and tears and you know i designed them so nobody knows to fly better than me right so um for me to be able to directly put these put the input into them towards and that's that goes with the brushes all the products that are going to be launched too but for me to be able to do that with with my my team and directly communicate that with them and, and, and go through several tweaks. Then we got to change this. This isn't quite right. This is too long. It's too dense. It's not dense enough. I mean, all these little things, all that goes into that knowledge, right? Like what you just said, ask. Um, and you do, you have to be able to do it to be a designer. For me, it was always on, uh, Bob Popovics. I've, I've told this many times in a lot of conversations. Bob said a great fly always comes from problem solving, and it's true. And you cannot create a new pattern without being on the water and solving a, a, a true problem. Um, and all these flies that I've created all these years, and I've created a lot of bad ones. I mean, I've I've been on I've been on the vice many days and many nights, trying to figure out how I can make this fly swim a certain way. What is that thing that that made the fish not trigger on the fly? And you can't do that without 
being on the water. And you can't do that without understanding the fish that you're targeting. You have to catch them. You have to get denied countless times and then finally have that success. And that is truly what makes a great fly is, is knowing what the fish wants, knowing what they don't want. You can't just, I don't think you could truly make a, a new, a new fly, a new great pattern, uh, an iconic pattern like these flies or surf candies or clousers or deceivers without putting that time in on the water and understanding fish behavior. And that's what makes a great design or designer by taking those lumps and beatings and, and uh, having those moments of success. That's what it takes. Yeah. And, you know, kind of the corollary of all of that is, you know, since you're not making Big Macs, you know, you've got a very deliberate rollout on the flies and it's really kind of like you're making fine wine, right? So, you know, your initial launch, you, you have, I don't know, is what is it? Is it four retail outlets in addition to yourself? Yeah, I have um, four, four initially because, you know, we have a small theme that we have to build and it's going to take a long time to train new tires, right? And um, I want it, I want it, I want it to start slow and I want to, I want to have a core group of dealers that I've been working with for years and, and I've known and that are friends within the industry, you know, like, Bad River Outfitters, Schultz Outfitters, um, the Fish Hawk in Atlanta, um, TCO Fly Shopping up in Pennsylvania. Um, we're working with Feathercraft, um, and we're working with Saltwater Edge right now and talking to a couple other dealers to bring them in slowly and, and then understanding that we're all in it together. We're, we're a team, a family, and that's truck and family has always been a huge part of my life. And, you know, um, that is who I am. And those that know me know that. And I, I think for me, it was very important to have a, a small knit community that was all in on, on what I've been trying to do all these years. And these, these I consider these shops and or retailers family to me. And like I said, trust is a big deal and I trust them. They trust me and we're in it together because we understand what we're trying to do and we understand what we're going to move forward doing. We want to change the game, not, <laughs> not to be funny about it, but it's true. That's that's what I want to do. I want to moving forward uh, in my life. You know, moving away from guiding. I, w- I want to do more in conservation. Uh, I want to do more in in design and, and leave a mark in that way. Make the make the uh, fishing and fly fishing industry better than what it was for me, um, and do my part on that. And. I think that's important moving forward with these dealers too, and bringing some in as as we grow and and not over promising and under under delivering. And I'm not going to com- compromise the quality of these flies because it's going to they're custom. It's, this basically it's it's not mass. Even though we're going to have higher volumes of flies being released, a lot more than I said, a lot of these great custom tires could do. They're but they're one person, right? But it, we're going to have twenty of me doing these daily right and um and then it but as you know any attire knows it's tied these flies it takes a long time to get good at them so the attention to detail is going to matter and even the packaging i want to make sure that the flies when they leave my team that they show up to me just like they left them and then hit the retailers and the consumers just like they left the vice and the only way you could do that is have the packaging that these flies are coming in. And we're being very 
conscious about the environment. And, you know, I want to make a difference in that too. I mean, I can't tell you how bad I feel when I get all these tie-in materials and, and, and whatnot, and it's all plastic, you know, and working with Yeti and Patagonia and Costa. And, and that's what we're doing on a, a daily basis is trying to make the world a better place as we obviously sell products and whatnot. It's important to me to make sure I'm doing it in a, a sustainable way and, and a thoughtful way. And, and I feel like we're, we're going to try to be leaders in, in the industry. And and this is one way of doing that. Not not only delivering the best flies in the world, but they also deliver them in a way that it doesn't hurt the environment and it's sustainable and recyclable. Yeah, it's super cool. And I know, you know, your first launch, you know, were the jerk changers. Are you able to kind of share with us kind of what folks should expect to uh, see coming out next from the Chocolate Factory? Absolutely. Yeah. Um we have my larger flies, which I've always called the hybrids because um, just the materials that go into the big hybrids from six to basically close to 12 inch flies and everything in between. Um, the bigger baits, you know, the big predatory fish that feed on them. Um, I call them hybrids because, and we're going to come out with the brushes that go with all these patterns of mine that I've created over the years. And we've searched different areas within the, marketplace to find these materials to make the casting and make the fit flies look more realistic. So the hybrids are a combination of materials that allows a lot uh, to have that larger profile, the swimmability that we want, but also make it castable. And that's what the, that's what the hybrid's all about. Realism, swimmability, and castability. And that's the, to me, that's kind of been the, like you said earlier, it's a, it was a problem I was trying to solve years ago. And the, the hybrids, I think, are the best flies that I, I could produce to have all those triggering and attracting qualities that these big predatory fish want. And so that's the one of the next flies that would be hitting the market. And then, obviously, the, to me, the most important uh, fly would be the finesse flies. And the finesse flies are just a way of me describing them, that, that clear water, super spooky fish, um, the most discriminating of fish. Um, I'd called them finesse because of that, because they're, these are ultra realistic. They, they look act and swim like the real thing. And that's what a game changer should be. It's a swim bait style fly. And it does all those things that you want, but a lot of fish in super clear water or fishers, uh, fished over quite a bit. You got to have the exact bait that they, they want to feed. It's just like learning trout fishing in the beginning, map the hat. And this is a match the hatch type of fly, and you're gonna see, you're gonna see flies that look exactly like a shad, exactly like this and that. And another thing that I'm gonna be doing with this company is I'm gonna be able to do custom flies for certain fishing situations. You know, um, silver sides, glass minnows, um, herring, you name it, uh, for different types of, of fishing conditions. And you know, uh, that's kind of the kind of the route I want to go. And, and, you know, people traveling all over the world, there's different baits and different scenarios that happen in those places. And I'm going to make sure that we can cover those spots and, you know, working directly with dealers and myself. And I've got plans to do some things in the future with what's directly with my, my customers and my support group, um, which we can 
I'm sure Marvin, you and I will talk about that leading into the 2024 season, you know, um, but these, this whole thing is going to be a pretty cool deal. It's, you know, like I said, it's 30 years of looking at the industry and looking at the fish and looking at fly designs and, and whatnot. And, and I feel like I've, I've been there and seen a lot of different things. And I feel like the, the, the way I'm going to approach this is going to be a big deal. And the, the flies and going from the hybrids and then to these finesse changers and all the other flies that I'm going to be launching and a lot of new patterns that I haven't talked about yet that's going to be in the new book. So um, I'm super excited about that. And I know the dealers I've shown and friends I've shown are really excited about what the world's going to get to see here and leading up in the next few months. Yeah, super cool. And I guess the best way, right, for folks to kind of, you know, you've got your own uh, social media channel. I know you like Instagram, but you've also created a new Instagram uh, channel for the Chocolate Factory, right? Yes. Yeah, the Chocolate Factory, the Chocolate Factory on Instagram. Um, please go check that out, like it, follow it, because um, we're, we're that's where you're going to find the release of new products and whatnot and um, videos, hype reels. Um, just information going forward on, on the business and um, and working on a new uh, website for for all that. And the current website that we have, it's playing chocolate fishing, right? Um, you can check it out there too, but the, we're going to have a lot more stuff coming here. As soon as I get off uh, this podcast, I've got a lot of work to do on, on that side of stuff, taking photos, put it on the website and, and be able to give it to dealers and writing out packaging and, all that, you know, every package that you get of ours, it's going to have a story about the fly. Or if if it's a brush, it's going to tell you, you know, my thought process on the brush and what you could use it for other than my flies if you want to use it for other things. Um, so all that stuff's been thought out. And I, I feel like we're going to try to help people that that support us by giving them information that I've, you know, failed at or, or been successful over the past 30 plus years of, of being in the fly fishing industry. Yeah. And I know some of that is kind of taking you kind of off the traditional show circuit, but I do know, um, cause I'll see you up there is that uh, you will be at Schultz's bobbin in the hood. I think it's the first weekend in February. Uh, are you, you yep. have any other engagements that you want to let folks know about? Yeah, I'm going to be at saltwater edge. Uh, I think, uh, the weekend of the 19th, 20 and 21st, um, he's having a very similar event up there. Uh, Peter Jenkins in the Saltwater Edge in Rhode Island. Um, great shop. It, um, they've been around for a long time. He's a partner with me and, and ASGA as far as us trying to help them help the fisheries on the you know East Coast and Gulf Coast areas. Um, so Peter and I have been kind of working together the past year and a half on conservation side, but he also became a partner with the Chocolate Factory and he, he saw what Schultz was doing with Bob and the Hood and decided to bring back uh, something that he used to do years ago and uh, doing this big tie event on that Saturday and doing some private classes on a Sunday, I believe. And, and uh, so I'm excited about that. Um, and a co- couple of the other dealers I'm working with, we were, we've been talking about uh, me coming and visiting and doing some stuff there. And as we do more launches, you'll, you'll see, you'll see me posting things like that. It's another reason to follow the chocolate factory on Instagram and, and whatnot um, to be see what we're going to be doing and and where I'm going to be and um, I'm going to be traveling a lot over the spring heading out west doing a um, 
doing a tour of California, then Washington and Oregon, and then I'll be in the Keys a little bit. I'm going to be a little little bit everywhere here. You know, it's uh, it's going to be a busy 2024 for me for sure. Yeah, it's a good Johnny Cash song in there somewhere, right? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you briefly mentioned your work at ASGA um, with Peter. Um, and I know we recently, I don't know, gosh, within the last, I don't know, week to 10 days, uh, the comment period on Addendum 2 just closes. Is there anything you want to share uh, on the Striper front or any other or any of the other conservation work that you've been working on? Yeah, I do. I, I really would like to reiterate what I've tried to say in, in short little um, public announcements with people and how important it is to take it five minutes when, when we throw something out there and you see it. Stop what you're doing and, and go sign it because I can promise you we're not doing this because we're just trying to create a lot of fire. I mean, there is, there's smoke and where there's smoke, there's a fire and, and there are a lot of these fisheries and fish are not doing well. You know, a lot of people are saying, well, it's been the best striper season, striper fish in the past couple of years in certain areas and up and down the East Coast, well, especially, specifically in New Jersey, New York, and um, up, up in Cape Cod spots. But if you, if you step back and really look at it, you're not, seeing, you're not seeing recruitment. And we've had very poor recruitment in the Chesapeake Bay for a long time. And Chesapeake was the, the, the backbone of the striper population. And we're just not getting, we're not getting smaller fits. The spawns have been terrible. And the striper fishery, believe it or not, whether you want to believe it or not, is not doing well. Even though we have a lot of really big fish around, there's no small fish. Um, and I saw that here in my in my home waters, um, where I was catching all these big smallmouth for a long time and just not getting a lot of lot of numbers, you know. And um, those are warning signs, you know. If you're not getting small fish and all you're getting is these year classes that are left, it's going to take a very big spawn and a very good spawn. And we haven't had those conditions for many years now. And um, you get to the end of their lives and they don't have, you don't have any recruitment. Then what do you have? You don't have any. So it's important to protect the fish that we have currently. And, and we've tried to put it in place. Um, uh, we're trying to get laws passed to where these fish are protected to where they can have a future because we got to have these smaller fish coming in to replace these fish that are moving out, right? So that's why we did that addendum too. And we're, we're still fighting to make sure that we can change certain certain uh, laws that are, go- that are already in place and whatnot to make sure that um, everybody is being treated fairly, you know, commercially and recreational anglers. I mean, recreational anglers are a big part of the problem. Um, you know, so people a lot of times think that ASGH not doing, they're, they're kind of like looking at commercial side of things and it's not us. And we're always, we're actually trying to police what us as recreational anglers are doing because we're, we're the bigger problem in this. And a lot of times, and you'll see it, you'll see these dock shots, whether it be for stripers or down specifically in Louisiana, uh, which I went down with ASGA to speak in front of their house committee on, on the redfish down there and um it's just ridiculous to think that you could keep killing all these big numbers of fish and 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 then a brood fish too and think that these it's going to be stay sustainable you know uh the fisheries are getting smaller not bigger you know and it's i've seen that and that's why i joined asga 
And it's it's important to me to not only I've made some I've made money and I've made money off of this for 30 plus plus years. It's important, very, very important to me that I can at least leave the fisheries as good as they were when I was starting out. I would like to see them better. Um, but I definitely don't want to see them worse. And because I've got a young son that loves fishing and I want to make sure he gets to see things that I've gotten to see in my career and not just me telling him stories about, well, you should have seen this and that, you know, um, and that's important. And, you know, that's part of that addendum too. And, you know, leading, moving forward, we're going to be moving into Florida, doing stuff with Snook with ASGA and continuing to fight the good fight in Louisiana. Um, we were a little disappointed in the original, um, uh, decision that they made, uh, but we, we continued to fight and we're getting some headway on some changes there still. So it's uh, Tony, who's director there and kind of my coach and kind of tells us where to be and, and gives us the pep talks. I mean, he just taught, he tells me all the time, it's not about victories. It's just about getting a first down. And that's, that's kind of what, conser- unfortunately, that's what conservation it's all about is just trying to get a first down and eventually getting a touchdown and hopefully we win in the end, but it's just all about getting the next, you know, it's a three, three yards in a cloud of dust. You know what I mean? So it's kind of what we're doing. It's, it's been an eye opener and very disappointing to be honest. Um, see how common sense as lefty always said is, isn't so common. It really just blows my mind science is out there and that's what asga is all about is providing science for the powers to be to make good decisions and even though you you provide the the best science that you can that that definitely points in a direction and then see them go another direction it just it's frustrating but uh we're going to keep fighting and it's very important that people are that do listen to this if we put something out there we really need you to do it and and you need to tell everybody you know because the more support we get, and I've seen it, the more support we get, the, the harder it makes for those that uh, are looking out for special interests that aren't looking out for the best interests of fisheries. It makes it harder for them to make those decisions that aren't in the best interest of the fish and the fisheries. So please go do that. And I know we greatly appreciate it. And our kids will promise you that. Yeah. And I think it's an important thing too. And you kind of touched on it is, you know, the the people that are doing this every day, there are not a lot of them and they don't have all the financial resources they need. And so, you know, it's really important when you see those call to actions and, you know, I know ASGA, just like TU and other groups, they make it pretty easy for you to basically, you know, add your name to the call. There's almost always a post, but, you know, spend that little bit of time, right? Because you're helping, you know, people that, you know, to your point, like, you know, you go to work every day and you don't generally get a touchdown. And, um, yep. you, you know, it's, um, you know, winning a football game, uh, the old school NFC East way, uh, three yards in a cloud of dust is a long haul, right? It is. And it's, I'm in it for the long haul and everybody that's part of the ASGA crew is and working countless hours. I mean, I know Tony works 16, 18 hours, almost 18 hours every day, man. And I don't know how he does it, but I know I know he needs all the help he can get, and I know we do too as anglers. And it really, I mean, they make it. Um, Cody, who puts all this stuff, helps put all this stuff together on social media. It, it literally we make it as easy as possible. Click the link, put you know, 
click this, click that, and you're done. It takes less than five minutes and it could change fisheries forever. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, you know, as we kind of wind down, you know, first of all, I, I want to congratulate you and tell you how happy I am for you because I know how important this has been to you. I uh, appreciate it, dude. It has, it's been a long row and, you know, I've had your support and been able to talk to you for hours at a time, kind of kicking ideas and you giving me good suggestions, man. It's, I greatly appreciate your friendship and support, man, for sure. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been, you know, it's been one of the great things is to, uh, you know, doing the articulate fly and being around the industry is to uh, become friends with you and, and other folks. And I, I think it's great. And, you know, 2024 is going to be a great year. And I want to wish everybody a happy new year. Happy new year, Blaine. Thanks you too, man. Hey, everybody, go look to them, Marvin. You know, he's he's trying to do something special in the industry. If you haven't checked it out, just pay attention to what he puts out there because he's helped me a lot. So I know he can help all those people that are in the industry help help me like, you know, he help you like he's helped me. So go go listen to what he's got to say. He's smart. He's much smarter than I am. <laughs> so oh, that, that's not true. We just have different talents. That's all. <laughs> yeah. It's so, all, well, I, yeah. I, I super appreciate that. And everybody, you know, uh, look forward to, you know, touching base uh, with you guys on the show circuit. Uh, you know, Blaine, I know we'll be talking before then, but I'm looking forward to uh, to hanging out with you in Michigan in February with Schultze. Yeah, man, me too. And uh, happy 2024 to you and everybody else. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, everybody.